855-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. And I spoke at his dad's funeral, but I, I was one of the many speakers. And I, I had it all written out, and I could not, I always kept it in my top drawer in my office. I never could throw it away, and this is a lot of years later. I don't know how many, but it's a bunch. I mean, Sterling was a little tyke when this happened, and I just could never, what do you do with it? And I'm like, I'm, uh, I, I, I just kept it in my drawer and in my office. So now I know I'm going to go off for Sterling, and I go to his house and see Sherry, and his sisters are there with him, and Sterling's there, and I... I'm going to offer him, and uh, I offer him a scholarship. And I think he wanted to say, I think he said, oh, you, they want to talk about it. I said, well, I chuckled. And I said, we well, better not talk about it too long. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and that was fine, but I said, I want to leave you with this. And I had that, you know, typed out paper that I where I spoke at his dad's funeral, and I said, I want you to have this. And, uh, and that was my, this is the only copy of it and uh and i said you know you were or give it to your mom and sherry and I, I want you guys to have this and it was all the you know what i had spoken about you know at, at the funeral and i just kept it all those years very very cool story there from coach stoops about sterling shepherd um what was it the other day 12 years yeah, it was. Uh, I think Tuesday. It was twelve years since he committed to OU, and it's a it's a really cool story. It's have have you heard that story? Like, I, yeah. I had heard the story that Shep was around the facility. That's why I asked it in the in the first place. But I didn't know that he gave him that piece of paper. Um, that would be cool if they did something to tell that story even more because it has both sides to it. I mean, that'll pull at your heartstrings, but. <laughs> it'll also make you laugh because I can't imagine Bob on the drive over to offer him probably thinking to himself, wow, you know, like he's been hanging around the program so long. I know him personally. I know his family. This is going to be such a cool moment. He's probably going to cry. They're going to cry, say yes on the spot. And instead he, he said, well, let us think about it. <laughs> well, he probably gotta... had that one hook, line, and sinker. Like, now I gotta, we got to work for it a little bit. Appreciate it, Coach. I got another guy on the other line about some white walls. I'll <laughs> yeah. talk to you later. Yeah. Uh, no, that's great, though. And I, wh- One of the things that I think is really cool about it is Coach, I think he spoke at that, it was probably in 99 or early, early year 2000. And he switched offices and desks probably a dozen times. Um, from from that original point until the point whenever he uh, handed that piece of paper over to to Sterling. Yeah, he was Shepherd. out in a, he was out in a trailer out there to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's so that was uh, not something that he happened to just have laying around. It's something that he made a a point to keep that. And um, as that that you know going and and speaking there was was really important to him. So that's really cool. It's one of those stories um, when, when Bob was coaching that they would have the polls outs from other college football head coaches. Who's the coach that you would most yeah. want your son to play for? And Bob was seemingly always voted number one, and it's, you know, things like that. Yep, yep, no doubt. That was really cool. 
23 things to watch for in spring football coming up. I'll, I'll read this list because it goes very national. But what's the number one thing to watch for in spring football as it pertains to the Oklahoma Sooners? Mm, offensive line. Yeah. Offensive line. Um, now, we know that the transfer from Stanford, Walter Rouse, will not be participating this spring. Shoulder sh- surgery, I believe. It's in a sling when he uh, yeah. was first here, I think. And it's something they knew. Um, but he's got so much experience. You don't worry about that uh, with him. Um, but, you know, every other spot on that offensive line, um, at left guard, battle, Savion Bird, Matoyer battling it out right there, perhaps. Um, at center, Raim needs to have uh, a really good spring. I think he's participating. Not 100% sure, but I think he is. Um, right guard, you're probably going to have a battle there with, um, I always forget his name, the transfer in from Miami of Ohio. Big, physical guy. Schaefer, right? Caleb Schaefer? Yeah. Is that it? yeah. Um, I think Schaefer. I think uh, you may see some – uh, Caden Green working in there at at right guard as well, um, and at right tackle, uh, Tyler Guyton needs to have it's a, time for him, man, a really good year. And and there's a, plenty of other guys that are developing and you know starting to to rotate in. You got some early guys that got here from from this recruiting class and uh, some guys from last year. Um, Jake Taylor will be out there. He may be competing at one of the guard spots. So I think offensive line, it's quarter. We can talk about quarterback. We can talk about wide receiver, running back, all of those things, tight end. But it's going to come down to what do we look like on the line of scrimmage? And I think we have a chance to be really good. We'll see. I, if if Savion Bird can start to, you know. Like we know what the potential is. The dude is an absolute road grader. We saw it in the bowl game. Um, he's just inconsistent. But I think I think getting to play in that bowl game probably end up lighting a fuse for him and how awesome that experience was for him and and probably, you know, just kind of let him know what, what his what his ceiling is perhaps moving forward if he just, you know, focuses, puts some good work in, and becomes a consistent guy. I think we could be really, really good, um, I mean, across the board, but specifically on the interior. I think the interior was a weakness for us last year. I think there's a chance that it's a strength for us this year. I guess I'll ask the uh, text line the same thing. Um, biggest thing to watch for this spring or the thing that you care about the most. Maybe you care the most about holder. an incoming five-star quarterback, Jackson Arnold. Maybe you care the most uh, about the holder which the holder played a very significant role in OU season last year with the uh, fake field goal that happened at Iowa State, right? Yeah, that's right. Beautiful that's right. toss to the kicker, wide open for a touchdown. They they have a bunch here, you know, um, Pac-12 on the field. You've got Hugh Freeze's year at Auburn. Okay. What's that going to look like? Yeah. Uh, Jaden Rashada reboot now that he's at Arizona State. The Texas shootout between Arch Manning and um, Quinn Ewers. The only thing OU-related they have, it says the Big 14. Texas and Oklahoma will, against their will, play one final season in the Big 12 along with four new members. That makes it one last-slash-first season with the most Big 12 members ever. 
UT and OU recently bought their way out of the Big 12. Watching the Longhorns have to play at Houston and the Sooners play three of the new teams will be must-see TV. The two sides can't wait for the final divorce, but in one unique season, there will be plenty of smack, yards, and emotion. Iowa State Athletic Director Jamie Pollard recently summed up the vibe, quote, they can't leave soon enough, end quote. Well, hang on a second. That's a fine write-up, but what, than what we normally get. in the hell does that have to do with spring football? Absolutely nothing, and the more that I read, a lot of these don't have much to do with spring football. <laughs> okay, um, nice. That's more of a um, things to watch for the fall, okay, but for spring football, I would say the thing to watch uh, at the University of Texas, Austin, in spring football is Arch Manning and the Ewers kid. Is there going to be a legitimate quarterback battle there, right? Um, that that is a good question. Like, do you think that they'll? Do you think they're going to publicly or privately? Are they going into this spring thinking that there's a legit quarterback battle, or are they just saying Quinn Ewers is our guy to start the year? I I don't know. Like publicly, they will not say they have a quarterback battle. I doubt it. But they've got a quarterback battle whether they want one or not. Sure. With a guy like Arch Manning. Mm-hmm. And, and Quinn Ewers didn't necessarily play at a level last year consistently no. to just absolutely demand that he's your starter going into the year. No right. questions asked. Right. But you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. This is This is a little bit, I mean, not necessarily scary, but it, it moves you to thinking that Quinn Ewers is going to get his act together. Like, as soon as Arch Manning showed up, what'd he do? He got rid of the mullet. Well, we covered that yesterday. Apparently, that it's was back. That was and it's not back. That was for a girl that's in a sorority here who he's dating. <laughs> a sorority here at Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if it was like to me. It's like I'm done with like the. I'm done screwing around. Let's let's actually get down to business. Um, but maybe not. Maybe it was for a girl. Which hey, um, people have done more dramatic things than cut their hair for a girl. So, I don't know. They're going to have a they're going to have a quarterback battle on their hands whether they want one or not. And you know, frankly, you could probably say the same thing about us. You know, I whether yeah, or not Yeah, I, I feel like OU's more solid with, with that, but well, sure, too, sure. But. I mean, but there is a circumstance that exists absolutely to where we're going into uh fall camp saying, "Okay, we got something interesting here on our hands." You you've anytime you've got a a player that is of the elite level that we're told that Jackson Arnold is like I, I've seen like him in a handful of high school games. I have no idea how that translates. Um, you know, a lot of people think it's going to be great. Anytime you have a player like that, you know, there sometimes it becomes pretty evident pretty quickly that we have to find a way to get this guy involved. Right. So, yeah. and if if that's where you get to where you got to find a way to get this guy involved, well, then you're going to end up having some type of quarterback battle. I don't think it's the craziest take to say that Arch Manning and Jackson Arnold will start a game in their true freshman year. And I say that because, one, I believe that Jackson Arnold will be the backup quarterback to start the year. And I went back recently and looked at all of the years previously where the opening day starter didn't start every game. It's maybe a little bit more than you think. For Oklahoma? Yeah. Let me guess. Okay, out of the previous six years, what do you think? Last year we had a different starter. Yeah. In 2021, 20, we had a different starter. Yep. 
In 20 with Radler, did anyone else start? I don't remember anyone I don't think so. 19, no. 18, no. Yeah. Yes. yes. Remember, he showed up late to – Showed up late to a meeting and Kendall yep. started. 18, yes. 17, yes. 16, I don't think. I don't think yes in 16. I think Baker started all the games. But four out of the past six years, yeah. your opening day starter didn't start every game. Now, some of those were for, you know, disciplinary, you know, sure. things. But things happen, right? Things um, happen. So, I, I just – the odds tell you that it actually – it's better than 50% chance that, that that could be the case. And, you know – Gabriel missed a game last year. He's he's had some injury issues in the past. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that he'll necessarily start a game, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he plays a meaningful snap. S- yeah, uh, Gabriel goes down with a rolled ankle or something. I because I feel like Dylan Gabriel is going to run the football a lot more. Okay, how about this? If you want to make it sound even better. Go to a, a backup quarterback had to play a meaningful snap in a game. Then you get five out of six. Because Rattler started every single game in 2020, but he got taken out of the Texas game in 2020, if you remember. That's right. So your full-time side, like there was someone on the bench five out of the past six years that took a meaningful snap at one point. Was it Mordecai that w- went in the game? That seems so long ago. I think it was Mordecai that came in the game in 2020 against Texas. Yo, when, is is Jalen Hurts the last time we started and finished with the same quarterback? I, I think so. Yeah, I I know last year like we. Well, it's the first time. It's the only time since 2016 that you've that you've done that. And you think around here, like, what do you mean? Well, it's the only. It's the only. He's the only quarterback since 2016 that has like started the season as a starter and played like every single meaningful snap at the position. No, I'm talking about the OU Texas game. Oh. Because uh, last year we didn't have our quarterback. Yeah. In 21, Kayla Williams had to come in. Correct. In 20, Mordecai came in. Yeah. I mean, that's three years in a row. You yeah. Haven't... Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> let's, let's, and let's everyone end that wa- streak, yeah. please. Everyone wanted to pull Jalen after the behind-the-back uh, stunt that he pulled in, in the game, you know, so – I guess you are two and one in that stretch where you play more than one quarterback. So crazy. It hasn't been the worst thing, but last year was pretty bad. It hasn't been the worst, but that's we've we've been hanging on to our butts at the quarterback position in that that game the last couple of years. I, I guess it all depends on scenario. I just I, I wonder what's the best for the future, or or like what like what would you prefer? You know, Gabriel is just it's like hurts at nineteen, man. He starts the year. He plays every single meaningful snap. There's never a question. You get through the whole year with him, and he plays well. Or with the SEC move coming up, do you want Jackson Arnold not necessarily to start a game or even two, but find his way in some pretty big spots and find his way out of it, you know? It's hard to answer that because I have no idea about the kid. Um, I I think that the – that next season, this is the 23 season. I think the 24 season, we're going to have ourselves a football team. You would think. And I, I don't know necessarily what's better. That Jackson Arnold ends up taking over this year for a, a, a decent amount of time for whatever reason, whether it's because he's, he's that good or because of injury or whatever – 
or if you just, you know, if he's he's able to sit, watch, gather information, gather experience from watching um, Dylan Gabriel and continue to uh, try and improve some of the things that he needs to work on, not get thrown to the wolves maybe before he's ready and, and lose some confidence. And I, I don't know – I don't know necessarily what's better because the main reason is I just don't know Jackson Arnold's skill level. I know what it's you think yeah, like you, you might think it's pretty good, but it's unproven at this level. Unpro- Absolutely, totally sure. unproven. Yeah, he wouldn't be the first five star bust that we've seen. No, I don't think he's going to be. You probably don't either, but sure. I don't. We don't know exactly. Right. So I just I I don't know what his what his level is. I would like to come out of spring. You know, talking to to Levy and Levy's like, dude. I this kid is special. Now, just because that's the conversation, that doesn't mean that he's going to be your guy. I just don't want to come out of the spring hearing, yeah, we, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be thin at quarterback. Yeah, yeah like we heard last year. Like right, we, yeah. We've got a backup quarterback issue. Like, I just, I don't know. Until I start to get some feedback from from what he looks like in spring. I really don't know what to feel about it. You know, he is more than likely going to play a very important role in the history of OU football, and he hasn't even taken a snap yet. And I say that because we'll see what his ultimate legacy is. But this is a completely new chapter in the history of Oklahoma football coming up in the SEC. I mean, it's it's a huge deal. Oh, like, to be this, the first quarterback, this, yeah. th- this starts like a whole new chapter in this program's you- history, and he's going to be – the first quarterback to be in that new chapter. I mean, it's fascinating. He's going to be the Manziel of Oklahoma. Oh, don't get me excited now. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Hopefully without uh, all the off-field antics. Right. Ha- have the off-field antics if you want to play like Manziel did in 2020. Fine Red, with me. Uh, redshirt freshman wins the Heisman Trophy in the school's first yeah. year in the in the SEC. Then his, huh? soft, then his redshirt sophomore year, he takes all online classes because the attention is just way too much on campus. There we go. Mm-hmm. No, uh, you're right. It's, um, you know, biggest thing to look forward to this spring is where's uh, the first college game day going to be? <laughs> that's the, that, that article, like, that, that's just so weird. To say that OU Texas playing their last year in the Big 12 is something to look forward to in spring ball. That's that's weird. Uh, let's see. Can Jackson Arnold play four games and keep his red shirt? Yeah. 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 That, that's – yeah. But if he's as good as we think he is, I mean, if you can preserve the red shirts, I, you do it. But if he's as good as we think, then the red shirt year – Probably won't matter all that much in the end, and he'll be out of here in three years. Yeah, I would rather have it. I would rather have it on the other end, though, if that makes sense. Like, if if he's not ready to play, and there's really no point, I don't I don't see any value in burning the red shirt if you don't need to. Sure, I I'd agree. rather have it on the other end in case. Yeah. you know. Um, you know, because you can have a really solid quarterback that maybe just doesn't fit the the bill of the next level, and I'm not sure what his measurables are. He's not like a he's gigantic, not a six foot five type of guy, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of like Dylan Gabriel. I think Dylan Gabriel is probably gone after this year. I think he's going to have a really really good year, but I'm still happy that he's got has another year of eligibility left too. You know what I'm saying? So. 
We'll see. It's nice insurance, if nothing else. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll hit some of these text messages next. Stay tuned. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Are you looking for the kind of OU apparel you can wear at work or dress-up events? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands like Tommy Bahama, Peter Millar, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Polo, and most recently, the popular Lululemon clothing line. Open seven days a week. It's the best shop around, whether you're a golfer or not. If you need corporate special orders, they can do that too. Come out and shop or call the Pro Shop at the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club at 405-325-6716. Is your insurance premium rate rising? You need to make the call to your local neighbors at Rightway Insurance. Rightway's number one goal for all their insurance clients is to get the best insurance rates and have an overall positive experience. Rightway Insurance is an independent insurance agency representing many different companies for your insurance needs. Give us a call, 405-607-6014, or complete a quote form at rightwayinsuranceok.com, and we'll be happy to answer any of your insurance questions. That's Rightway Insurance, 405-607-6014. This March, the best place to play is here at Riverwind. Because we're OKC's number one casino experience. And with over 2,800 of your favorite games. Plus the best atmosphere and service. Riverwind really is your best place to play. Because you won't find better than number one. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. What is dedication? The thing that drives me every day as a dad is Dariana. We call him Day Day for short. Every day he's hungry for something, whether it's attention, affection, knowledge. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that when he's no longer under my wing, that he's a good person. I want him to be able to sit back one day and go, we worked together, we did a good job. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hey Sooners, I'm OU alum James Spann, founder of Boyd Street Ventures. We're a Norman-based venture capital firm that invests in innovative, under-the-radar Oklahoma startups. We also help them grow faster and target above-average returns. And you can use your IRA for your investment, so it couldn't be easier to diversify your portfolio and support your fellow Sooners. Boyd Street Ventures, under the radar, above the crowd. Check us out at boydstreetventures.com. Boomer. 
When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for youth. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals into your body. And nicotine, which can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of The Rush. Let's get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, shall we? 405-651-3439. Sooner Gundy says, Michael Hawkins won't mind if he burns a red shirt if he commits. Talking about Jackson Arnold. Yeah, I'm just hoping Michael Hawkins will commit at some point by the end of this month. Yeah. Or just period. What's the uh, What's the feeling on the Hawkins kid the right now? The feeling is that OU is still... Leading, I think everyone around here feels good about him committing to um, to OU in the end. But he was at TCU yesterday, and that relationship he has with um, with Bryles, Kendall Bryles, is pretty strong. Strong. Well, um, he's got some good options. TCU, to Oklahoma. It's an OU TCU battle is really what it is. But he'll be in town this weekend for that big junior day they have, along with five star defensive lineman, number one defensive lineman. Williams Winery. Wow, no how about deal. that? Um, you know the the Michael Hawkins thing is interesting to me. Now, TCU just went to a national championship football game. We understand that they uh-huh. lost their offensive coordinator. He was he was wanting to go to Arkansas. I wonder what impact, if any, the Southeastern Conference has on the decision. You know. Um, TCU is you're going to be remaining in the Big 12. You go to Oklahoma. You're heading off to play quarterback in the Southeastern Conference. I, you know, I wonder what, if any, influence. Like, if if even like, let's say the relationship is better with Kendall Bryles, and that's who he wants to play for. But I mean, it's it's fairly close. But he chooses Oklahoma because it's going to the SEC. I wonder if that's. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that it probably is. I almost feel – I could be dead wrong about this one. I almost feel like when it comes down to a situation like this, OU in the SEC, TCU stay in the Big 12, I feel like that's maybe going to matter more in three years once everyone really sees the true gap between the SEC and everyone else. I think everyone else realizes that there's a gap right now between the SEC and the Big 12, but I think it's about to get even larger with OU and Texas going over there, right? So once everyone sees firsthand just how different it is in the SEC compared to all the other con- – I, like, I, I almost feel like that's when you're really going to get to see the benefit of that. Why do you think Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC is going to help them extend their separation? From the other Big 12 schools? I mean, I'm just factoring in oh, an you're SEC just bump from, you're, from recruiting, yeah. Okay, I thought, you were, I thought you meant from everyone else in, the, in college football. No, no, no. I mean, I hope so. I do too. That's the plan, right? I, I do too. But you're talking about two teams that, like Oklahoma's coming off of a six and seven record. Texas is coming off of a fantastic eight and five year. Right? 
I doubt anyone in the SEC is thinking like this is really going to help us extend. Like right now, it's not a good look yeah. right now. I think next year, I think both teams are probably poised to have really solid years. Four oh five, three years of an elite Jackson Arnold is better than five years of of a mediocre Jackson Arnold. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's true. Uh, Chris Rich says he's got the chance to be the golden child, talking about uh, Jackson Arnold, and cement his legacy in platinum. If he shows up and takes us to the promised land of college football, he'll be just that. Right. And, and I would agree with that, man. Um, I don't know if anyone ever surpasses Baker Mayfield in his legacy here. Right. But if you're the first quarterback to go into the SEC and if you win big right away, it's a pretty strong case, man. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, don't need to put too much on him uh, too quickly. Hey, Why not? Scroll back up. What did that say? Could Te- you beat a giraffe in a fight, that one? Yeah. Now, that is a random question. Um, well, we have two random ones. Teddy, could you beat a giraffe in a fight? Mark in Newcastle says, which is more traumatic, farting in the Dead Sea or landing on Schmitty's radar? <laughs> uh, I think that may depend. Could I beat a giraffe in a fight? That is a solid no. Well, here's, but it's so how, random. How would you, like, what would be your game plan? How, how would you go about that? It, am I unarmed? Yeah, I just it's a fight. A fist fight is what I'm thinking. My game plan would be to run and hide. You would at least like try to get a couple shots in. Try quick. to do what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how you would go about this thing. You just run away. I, I I guess my only option would would try to be to do a Goldberg spear to one of its legs and break it, which obviously wouldn't work. And then I'd be trampled to death. Belief uh, below the. Four or five thousand pound animal. I would there. I could give you a list of a a ton of different animals I'd prefer to fight than a giraffe. Have you ever seen them use their necks and those little horn knobs on top of their head to whip each other? Here's where I think things are about to go. You're about to talk about animals and how dangerous they are in the wild. You can throw out whatever. I've never seen as much as you. You watch this stuff religiously. So much, in fact, that I almost sent you a video of a hippo yesterday in what looked like a pond yeah. chasing down some lions. And you said that you would run away from the giraffe. Yeah. The lions look like what you would look like against that giraffe running away from that hippo. Yeah. I would run, a, run away from a giraffe. I would stay and fight against a lion. Um I feel like there may be a chance that I could get into a thicket and dodge the giraffe. There's no chance you can run from a lion at all. Um, could you imagine getting snap kicked in the chest by one of those uh, 20-foot long legs? Oh, be great. I think about it every time. Man, what a question. Yeah. Not Zane bad. wants to know who would win in a fist fight between Bill Snyder and Lou Holtz. Man. That's a great question. Well, I don't get the rain man. That's what he's saying after Bill lands a swift right hook. I would say I think it's Lou jaw. Holtz. Um, I think I think Snyder's what you see is what you get. I feel like with Lou, there's a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of conniving behind there. Like there's some there's something there. He stole that. He stole that play like, play a, champion like a champion sign. Yeah, he's definitely uh, packing a, a shank in his white New Balance mole shoes, and yep. he's probably going to try to stab Bill Snyder at he's, some point. He stole it, and he done it deliberate, okay? So there's there's a little bit of psycho Apparently, going on. Toby is convinced that he could beat a giraffe. That's why the question was asked. Toby said he could 
beat a giraffe? That's what the text line is saying. Said he could take a giraffe. <laughs> Which one? No. Two. I would love to how that I'd love to know how that conversation even came up. I don't know. But I'm an unarmed human. I could not even begin to threaten a giraffe to where it ever felt even remotely unsafe. <laughs> Would you like to hear something from the text line that e- is equal part hilarious and disgusting at the same time? Sure. Back to the question of who would win in a fight, Bill Snyder or uh, Lou Holtz. Someone said uh, whoever takes their Viagra first <laughs> would win in a fight. <laughs> Told you. Oh, my God. You gosh. initially laughed and you thought about it and you said, yeah, that's disgusting. I uh, didn't want to think about that. Wow. Well, all right. Uh, we got to hit a timeout. Did Quick not break. accomplish – much of anything right there. Well, Thank you. I don't know. We talked a little bit of SEC, more giraffe, but some SEC. <laughs> uh, and I can see that it's really opened up the text line on uh, animals. Uh, of which, which One more. There was an interesting point in there, though, talking about the rundown that, that, that I read. Yeah. The level of disdain that the tea sippers from Austin has for Cougar High cannot be overstated. Making the Horns play at Houston – was a final uh, fu to Texas. It it, yeah. it is true. And it is funny. They think that they are so above playing at the University of Houston, and like they played Rice before, and I feel like they've always played Rice at NRG Stadium. Sure. Well, Rice will give you a game, but we're playing it where the Texans play. The fact that they have to play at Houston, not at NRG Stadium, but at their own campus site, they're going to lose that game. I'm just telling you right now. Texas is losing that football game. Wow. And I'm not telling you I think Houston's any good, but It's Texas, just one of those yes, games. Yes, it's is, one of those is days. Is that one late or is it early? Uh, I don't know exactly. I need to look at where it's, where it's at. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's going to be 100% humidity and 85 degrees for kickoff, regardless of where the game's at. Yeah, I'm just curious if, if it's, you know, if Houston is – if they're going to be in a position where early in the year like they – their record really hasn't gotten the way. They're they're still super optimistic, and um, now they play TCU early. Uh, Houston does the the Texas game is where is the Texas game? Oh, it's it's right after OU Texas. Oh, nice. The, oh yeah, October twenty first. Oh yeah, that is a prime spot right there. I love that. Yep. Oh god, I can't. Ah, I wish I would have listened to Austin Sports Radio to hear them complaining. Oh, after OU Tech, we got to go to Houston after OU Texas. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's beautiful. Texas, their schedule is much difficult than much more difficult oh than God. OU. They play Rice early, then they're at Alabama, Wyoming, at Baylor, Kansas at home, OU Texas. At Houston, BYU, Kansas State, at TCU. At, I, I mean, they're. They don't have they don't have a give me game on the schedule at all. Not one. Even the Kansas game, like as we know right now, Jalen Daniels coming back after you know one of their strongest seasons. It's a dangerous team. Like I think Texas will win it, but that's they have a. Like, you look at their schedule compared to Oklahoma. It's not it ain't close. Even close. No, it's not close. And guess what? They're going to be picked to win the league next year. I'm just telling you that yeah. right now. They're, Texas will be picked to win the league which that, that won't turn into a disaster. Right. All right, quick time out. More from The Rush coming up. couple of segments left. Stay tuned. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. 
Hey, it's Chris Plank, and when I'm not calling games for the two-time defending national champion OU softball team, you can hear Josh Helmer and myself talk about him weekdays, 9 to noon, on The Plank Show. Plus, be sure to listen and subscribe to the Diamond Envy Podcast. That's the ref's OU softball podcast hosted by Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy drops twice weekly with great guests and the latest softball information. Diamond Envy is brought to you by Cavens Maintenance Group. At Purple Wave, they understand your equipment is vital to the success of each project. Their marketplace offers hundreds of construction items, including dozers, excavators, skid steers, cranes, dump trucks, and much more. Visit purplewave.com to see the equipment selling this month near you. Equipment sells to the highest bidder regardless of price, and their transparent marketplace allows buyers to connect directly with sellers so that you can bid with confidence. Purple Wave Auction. Straight. Simple. Sold. Attention all Sooner fans, don't miss your chance to secure your seats for the 2023 Oklahoma football season today. Season tickets start at $400, and being a season ticket holder is the only way to guarantee the best seats for all six home games. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit Soonersports.com slash commit23. That's Soonersports.com slash commit23. Or contact the OU Athletic Ticket Office by phone at 405-325-2424. Boomer Sooner. Coach Stoops here for Van Hoos Fence. If you want to work with the best local fence company and get championship service, contact my friend Mark and the Van Hoos Fence team. Van Hoos Fence gives each customer the most professional craftsmanship and competitive pricing in Oklahoma. From wood to chain link to vinyl to metal fences, the Van Hoos Fence team does it all. Contact the Fencing All-Americans at Van Hoos Fence, 405-735-1167 or vhfence.com. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now that open enrollment for health care coverage has ended, there's still several options to consider that just might benefit you. Need to purchase your own health insurance? Confused about Medicare? Considering offering benefits to your employees? Call the agents at Allison Insurance, featuring 70-plus years of combined insurance business experience. They're able to help clients avoid mistakes when purchasing individual or group health insurance. Call Allison Insurance at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. They are the experts. Hi, I'm Mandy Moore. We can do great things when we stand together. Stand Up to Cancer is closer than ever before to achieving its mission to make every cancer patient into a long-term survivor. So get on board and stand up to cancer with us. To learn more about how you can support this groundbreaking effort and get Advantage Miles, go to standuptocancer.org slash American Airlines. Hundreds of Oklahoma teenagers have no family, few options, and often nowhere to turn. But older kids need foster and adoptive families too. The Oklahoma Department of Human Services has hundreds of teenagers waiting, hoping that you'll decide to make a difference in their life. Call the Oklahoma Department of Human Services and become a foster or adoptive parent. You will forever change a child's life and your own. You've made a big difference in my life. Thank you. 
there's something coming out of the NFL Combine today. P.J. Adabare's older brother is yeah. there. Just finished his career at uh, Northwestern. Yeah. He uh, weighed in at 280 pounds. Mm-hmm. He just ran the 40. Just ran a 4.54.40 up there in uh, Indy. Teddy just went, whoa, just threw himself back in his seat. He did what? He ran a 4.54.40. At 280 pounds? Yes, sir. Now, he's a little bit – I think he's like 6'1 or 6'2. Yeah, and and P.J.'s a lot taller. Uh, His brother was fourth in the second group of defensive linemen. Yeah, it's in the genes, man. And and, and, and P.J.'s looked at as more like just – like to the naked – like just looking at him like maybe more of a freak than his brother is who's killing at the combine right now. I also saw a – Video of his younger brother, who I think is a sophomore in high school. Uh, I saw a video of him squatting 500 pounds. Mm, that'll do. And the funny thing about it is he's got, like, not the worst form I've ever seen before, but it's not <laughs> the form that you would suggest to use when squatting 500 yeah. pounds. And he's wearing, like, he's wearing, like, New Balance shoes that are super soft that you would not want to wear with 500 pounds on your back. It just screams freak strength that is incoming quickly for a kid, right? I mean, uh, who knows if if PJ has the strength characteristics of of uh, the rest of his family, and I his, guess that he probably does. His brother's 280, running four. Four five, and that is some quick twitch explosiveness. I got no reason to believe that he's going to be a different type of athlete, and I I don't know, man. I think we have, I think we have an all timer on our hands. Yeah, as of right I, I, now. I was reading a, a story yesterday. Future stars, recruits that will take over the NFL Combine. I, I know that's like the off season of off season stories, but. Right. P.J. Atabari was the very first name listed as to, all right, here's your 2023 signees. Here's who's going to be a freak at the Combine in about three years. Yeah. And the way like that he already looks with the long arms and the, you know, like, what is he, 6'4", 6'5", um, if he takes care of business and he seems like a kid that's got a good head on his shoulders, like he was a five-star, but it's kind of like this staff's ideal five-star. Yeah. He's not really into all the, the BS or anything like that. I, I would say that the odds say that P.J. Adabare is a great player here. Right. Well, I'll tell you what's interesting. Um, I asked Coach Stoops about him today. Uh, Javon Curse. Oh, I thought you – I was like, what? I missed the P.J. Adabare question no. to Bob. Where was I at? I asked Coach Stoops about Javon Curse, nicknamed the Freak, uh, who played at Florida – and you know he was six foot five, two hundred and sixty five pounds or so, and was just uh, an incredible athlete with you know the the long arms and just all of the measurables that you could ever ask for, and you know his his arm length, his hands, he he here's uh here's his pre draft measurables six four and seven eighths, two hundred sixty two pounds. Uh, 34 and a quarter inch arm length, uh, 11 five eighths hand, 4.43 40 yard dash. Jeez. Um, just incredible numbers. 
37 inch vertical, 10 foot two broad jump. I mean, all of those are just. PJ has a chance to be just a freak like that. Yes. You know, I mean, he's, he's the measurables and the genes and all that is there. And the fun thought to have now is even though he's far away from that, with those long arms and the body type he has, you know, you can be as sound as you want as an offensive tackle. But if you're that athletically gifted and if he gets to be a really good player, it's like Mr. Miyagi said, right? If done right, no can defense. Like, there's just not <laughs> – there's nothing you can do as a tackle when you have that, that type of dude coming off the edge. Uh, that's funny. Um, that is – that's good. I I don't know. Now, there's there's a lot more to football than measurables, right? There's a lot more to it than measurables. There's players that have terrible measurables – that become all-timers. Zach Thomas just made the NFL Hall of Fame this year. Measurables, terrible. Player, incredible. Um, but if you start off with one-of-a-kind measurables and you you can put the other part together, you're talking about you know just once-in-a-generation type of players. And I don't know, just as of right now, I can't remember anyone that we've had coming in that looks like this and has this type of pedigree. Not at that position. Not at I that mean, position. You asked Bob that question earlier, and he said outside AD it would be Tommy Harris. I mean, a different spot, but yeah, I mean, yeah, not not where he's at now. The guy I think of that I played with that has has some similar measurables would be Dan Cody, but Dan Cody didn't have that long of arms. It's not like he didn't have short arms, but I think people need to understand that Adabare has like a seven foot two inch wingspan, which is just unheard of. Um, and Dan had to work like hell to get to where he was athletically. Um, but Adabare's got a lot of those coming in, plus the arm length that you just you dream of at that that edge position so I don't know man it's just I'm, silly it, it, and his brother had been listed on I think Bruce Feldman of the athletic does a top 50 freaks list in college football mm-hmm. and I remember his brother at Northwestern being listed so maybe we shouldn't be surprised that he just ran a 449 <laughs> earlier today and he's uh what 280 pounds wait Jeez. 449 yeah I thought it was four five. Uh, let me see Four, here. Five, five. Victoria, who is reporting, she is our NFL combine yeah. insider today. She said PJ's brother just ran a four four nine and was fourth in the second group of defensive linemen. That's a misprint. Sure. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. So this one from the NFL Network says four five four. So okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Still, it's four five four. Let's. And not, I don't know how. How is he fourth? <laughs> I don't know. I need to. I need to see. Uh, like. If he weighed over 280 pounds, we just read. I just read you that ESPN report that the kid from Pitt is the first guy to run under a under a four. What was it? He ran a four six something. It's the fastest since 2006, and that was um, uh, Mario Williams, and it was he was. 281 pounds. Here's the... Well, I'll tell you who was first among defensive linemen. Are you ready for this? Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Do you remember him at all? This is saying he ran a 4-3-9 today. First among defensive linemen. (laughs) 
they, they must be counting those guys, the edge guys, as defensive linemen. I, I guess so. Man. Here's the thing. This says the the Kansas kid from Pitt, his time was the second fastest by any combine participant who weighed at least 280 pounds since 2006 behind only Mario Williams, who ran a 4.66. So, I don't know. We'll see what we'll see what some of those uh, official numbers are. But Jeez. it Pete, sounds like there's some guys going off at the combine right PJ's now. PJ's brother uh, might run a faster 40-yard time than, say, Eric Gray this week, which That's I'm hoping nuts. for a really good time for Eric Gray. And Eric Gray's super shifty in the open field, but – I don't, I don't know if Gray will run that. I mean, that's that's blazing. Yeah. It's incredible. I don't know. All right, quick time out. More from The Rush coming up. Stay with us. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. You're simply the best. Your favorite summer outdoor concert series is back at Riverwind. Beats and Bites is here and bigger than ever. 38 Special and Blue Oyster Cult, May 27. Blossoms with Tonic and Soul Asylum, June 10th. Mark Chestnut, Shenandoah, and Tracy Bird, July 8th. And Gary Allen, August 26th. So the best place for entertainment this summer is right here at Riverwind. We know you have a lot riding on your shoulders. You got mouths to feed, you've got bills to pay, and the last thing you wanted was a car wreck and an insurance claim. But at West Yalaga 